The Jets are going all in with Aaron Rodgers. Is it the right move, though? Listeners want to know, and I'll tell you what I think on today's episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, April 11th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com, thanking you for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts for free to receive new episodes as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on the podcast source, please give it a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, please give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help Locked On Jets out and help other Jets fans find the podcast. Today we're going to talk Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to talk the Jets going all in this offseason and whether or not it's the right move. And the topic of today's show it was generated by a listener, Marco, who sent me an email recently. I, I'm not sure it may have been a mail, a, a email with a question for one of our mailbag shows, but I think that the question is so deep that it deserves its own episode to break down everything in it. And it's similar to a number of emails I've received from other listeners So it begins, John, I feel so alone in my thinking that the Jets are in big trouble. Everybody is excited and thinks getting Rodgers will mean the Super Bowl. I don't agree. Aside from the fact that Rodgers showed clear signs of decline last year, the team is not one player away. Douglas came in talking about making the trenches his priority. Here we are four years later, and we have one good player on the offensive line, and he's coming off an injury, Elijah Vera Tucker. The tackles are a mess with an old Brown, a guy who played one game in the last two years in Becton, and an unproven rookie who missed most of the season in Max Mitchell. Tomlinson stunk in his way overpaid. Nobody at center. What's going on? As far as the other side, yes, Q looks like the real deal, but who else? Can we hope Jermaine Johnson and Clemens take a step forward? Yes, but it's not a sure thing. Lawson is just average at this point of his career after injuries. JFM is a good tweener, but not great inside or outside. There's no replacement for Rankins. It's not a disaster like offensive line, but certainly are a number of question marks. You pointed out well the situation at tight end. Our running back is coming off an injury that pretty much guarantees a period of adjustment. We don't really have a dependable linebacking group or anything much at safety. As much as I used to like Joe Douglas for getting great deals and trades, his drafts have shown to be terrible and his free agent moves have been even worse. He talked about building continuity, a team that's a perennial contender, but he's throwing away the idea with this move for one or two years of Rodgers, which he has not finalized yet, and Woody is lurking. Am I too pessimistic? Should I get off the ledge? Are Are you on it right next to me? So a lot there from Marco, who is not happy with the direction of the franchise. And again, this this is such a deep question that I think it deserves its own episode. And I think that the answer is probably a little bit more nuanced than a lot of people on either side of this debate would like for it to be. So where are the Jets at the moment? Well, if you look at FanDuel Sportsbook, right now they have the seventh best odds to win the Super Bowl. And I'm presuming that that's baked in the idea that they're getting Aaron Rodgers. You know, maybe Aaron Rodgers improves their odds a little bit, but let's just put it this way. If the Jets were focused on Zach Wilson as their quarterback, if if the odds makers felt like Zach Wilson was going to be the quarterback, I don't think the Jets have the seventh best odds in the NFL. So you look at what bringing in Rodgers would bring you, and the odds makers aren't always right, but I kind of like to look at them because they are more objective than you or I might be because, you know, as Jets fans, you tend to look at the glasses half full or there are some pessimistic Jets fans out there who look at it as half empty. 
you know, but sometimes emotion plays a role in our analysis of the team. The odds makers aren't always right, but in order to stay in business, they at least have to be objective. They at least have to be in the ballpark more often than they're not. So I, I think that that's a kind of a good check to see your own biases. At this moment, again, at FanDuel Sportsbook, the Jets have the seventh best Super Bowl odds. and They have the fourth best in the AFC behind Buffalo, uh, Kansas City, and Cincinnati. So you look at the situation right now. Jets are probably getting Aaron Rodgers, 39 years old, going to be 40 late in the season. He'll turn 40. And that gives you, the, at least according to the Osmakers, the fourth best chance to go to the Super Bowl. And what does that mean? Well, it means you have a shot. You know, you could be the team, and if you're in, if you're the fourth best team, but Buffalo's ahead of you, you'll be the five seed going into the playoffs if everything plays out the way it, the way the oddsmakers are expecting. You have a shot as the five seed if you get hot at the right time and you go on a run. You can pull pull off some road wins, and if Aaron Rodgers is still great, then you have a shot at winning the Super Bowl. So there is a shot. There is a pathway to success, but. Again, the Jets are taking on a $60 million contract here. That's what Rodgers, that's not what he's going to count against the cap next year. Next year, he's going to count $15 million against the cap if he's with the Jets. But the other $45 million will come due at some point in the future. So you have to balance all these things out because there is value in being the team with the fourth best chance in the AFC. But there's also a big price for Rodgers. Is it worth the $60 million you're taking on from Rodgers? And I think all of these moves are, kind of show you the, the balance in building an NFL team. There's always talk about teams that are win now versus teams building for the future. In reality, most teams are somewhere in between these two extremes. You know, there are teams at the very, you know, the very one extreme where they're just going all in. And I think that if you add Rodgers to the Jets again, that $60 million contract for a 39-year-old quarterback, you're probably closer to all in, especially when you're giving up. You're probably giving up, at least it sounds like right now, multiple day two picks. So it sounds like you're on that end of it. There are also teams at the very bottom, you know, like Houston this past year, where they you know, they knew they were hopeless, so there really wasn't much focus on building for this year. It's all about the future. But most teams are somewhere between these two extremes, where they're trying to win now, but they also have an eye to the future. They're not going to do anything to mortgage their future, which is tough to do. And maybe it's not the right phrase, because it's tough to fully mortgage your future in the NFL. But most teams are trying to find a balance. If they can make a move that does not materially harm their future chances, then they'll make it. But if it, it gets to a point where they, they're doing too much material harm to their future chances, they won't do it. And why is this? And I think this kind of shows you whether or not the Jets are making the right move. Because part of winning in the NFL is what you do, but part of it's things that are beyond your control. It could be injuries. Is your team super injury prone? And that's not something you can control. How about your schedule? You know, do you get a good schedule? And again, that's not something that's beyond, that's something that's beyond your control. Division rival, I mean, if something happened to, say, Josh Allen, that would materially impact the Jets' chances, but the Jets really have no control over that. If, you know, you think back to 2008 when Tom Brady got injured and it opened the door for the Miami Dolphins to win the division with Chad Pennington. That was the last time the Jets traded for Packers quarterback, by the way. That was the year they, the Jets traded for Brett Favre. So, and then just close games. I mean, about half of NFL games are decided by one score. So that means a bad call can change everything. A bad call can change your season. There are all these things, and we don't like to admit that because we like to think that the cream always rises to the top. But it's not really true. And the difference between six wins and ten wins in the NFL, it could just be a couple plays. It could be a couple bounces of the ball. And that makes us uncomfortable, but it's also true. And that's one of the reasons that I think the go-all-in approach for one year is not the best approach because it can work. We've seen it work with Tampa Bay. We've seen it work with... The Rams, where they went out and got older quarterbacks and they won all in, 
And essentially, they had a very tight window, and they won the championship. So it can work. But the challenge with it is you need a lot to go right to win a championship. You know, you, and there are some things that are beyond your control that need to go right. You can do everything right and just have a bad bounce of the ball, a bad call in a playoff game, an injury at an inopportune time go against you. And that's why like, I'm a big believer in the long-term approach because if you build a great team and you're in it for one year, you know, things may not bounce your way. But if you're in it for like five, six years, eventually you're going to find the year where things just break your way. The odds are at least as far as that goes. And I think that's one of the challenges with the Rodgers trade. I think that that's one of the, the challenges is that you're getting it for one to two years. So even if Rodgers is still playing at a really high level and everything, you know, and you get Garrett Wilson to uh, have a breakout season, you improve even further off a fantastic rookie year, Sauce Gardner plays staying at the Super Bowl level, Brees Hall bounces back and is his old self, that's not enough. You need a lot to break your way. And it could work, it could work out, but it may not. So... The answer, I think, is somewhere in between the two extremes. You know, is it is the you know there are a lot of the fan base is cheering this. They're saying we're going all in. This is great. We're going to the Super Bowl. I, I do think Marco is right that a lot of people are saying that. It's not necessarily the case. Again, you and the Jets are probably starting from a spot where I would guess at best they're the fourth best team in the conference, and things could bounce your way. You know, maybe they get some good good breaks in games. They have good you know good scheduling luck. Maybe things just bounce. Their way. Maybe Buffalo takes a step back this year with some of the guys that they've lost. That's the boom scenario. But there are, some of that's beyond your control. And you're really depending on things to break your way. And that's one of the challenges. If it breaks your way, it's great. If it doesn't, it's not. So it's kind of the chance the Jets are taking. But nothing is set in stone. As we continue on this Tuesday episode of the Lockdown Jets podcast, I want to talk a little bit about what the move for Aaron Rodgers and what the Jets' overall approach this offseason could mean for their future. Because even though they are giving up a lot as far as compensation goes for Rodgers, even though it could impact their team going forward years down the line, it doesn't necessarily mean all is lost. And I'll explain what I mean by that continuing this Tuesday episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. I just told you, Jets currently have the seventh best odds of winning the Super Bowl in the NFL, the fourth best odds in the AFC behind Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. We have to wait a while for the NFL season to begin, though, and find out how good the Jets really are. The baseball season is underway, however. That means grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thank you for making Lockdown Jets your first listen or first watch every day. We're talking about the pending Aaron Rodgers trade. It still hasn't happened yet. We're expecting it to happen at some point, I would presume, in April. We, we don't know. We'll find out soon enough. But is it the right move for the Jets? I got an email from a listener named Marco who has questions about whether the Jets are compromising their future for a Super Bowl run that may not happen. Now, I think one of the challenges when you talk about a team going, quote-unquote, all-in is... The idea that if you don't win it all, then you're doomed no matter what. And that can be the case, but it's not always the case. And what do I mean by that? Well, the Jets are taking on pretty significant salary when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's a $60 million contract for this year. Only $15 million counts against the 2023 cap, though. 
So that means $45 million being pushed to the future. And the Jets have also pushed a lot of other money to the future. I mean, they've restructured guys. Most of the, to the extent they've signed contracts this offseason, these deals have been backloaded. I added it up. There's about $40 million in guaranteed money the Jets have pushed to 2024 and beyond this offseason. And that you will, we will double that. We'll more than double that if Aaron Rodgers is acquired because that's another $45 million. So have the Jets mortgage their future? Well, not exactly. And I think that this is a mistake people make. They think that just because you haven't completely mortgaged your future that there's no consequences. They, they don't think that there could be a middle ground between totally mortgaging your future and you know nothing to see here. There's no impact going forward. And in reality, in most cases like this, there is a middle ground. The Jets will have an opportunity to succeed going forward after the season, you know, no matter what happens with Aaron Rodgers. They will, to a certain extent, be compromised, though, in their ability to build a team. Because, that again, that's going to be about $85 million that they've already committed that won't impact. It's essentially $85 million that should have been against the cap this year that are being pushed to future years so the Jets can cram as many players as they can into their roster this year. So it doesn't take a genius to see that $85 million off future cap. It's, it's not, it may not all be 2024, you know, some of it may be pushed to 2025, but it doesn't take a genius to understand that that's going to impact the Jets in the future. Now, is that necessarily a deal breaker? Does it mean the Jets are, will be unable to compete going forward? No, it does not. You can always work around. No matter what it is, you can usually find a way to work around. It just means the margin for error is lower. If I have you know, $10 million less than my competitor, I may be able to spend that money smarter than them, but it means I'm at a disadvantage, relatively speaking. It means I have to be smarter than them because I have fewer resources. And that's really what the salary cap is at the end of the day. People say, oh, the cap is fake because you can push money to the future. cap's not fake. Teams know how to manipulate the cap. But the, the idea behind the salary cap isn't necessarily to isn't necessarily to focus a team spending on one season. It's to give every team a level playing field. So if I want to push money to the future, that's fine. That's just money I'm at a disadvantage at going forward later on. Now, how can you work around a tight salary cap situation? Well, you look to the draft. And the Saints have kind of been the poster boy, quote-unquote, in the NFL of... You of not of bad cap management. I'll, I'll just say it like that. I mean, I was going to try and be more diplomatic. The Saints have not managed their cap well. So people look at the Saints. They say, well, they've been pretty successful. You know, they they have they managed this, their cap this way. Obviously, the cap doesn't impact them. Well, of course, the cap impacts them. You know, look at the guys they've lost the last three seasons. They've lost to Ron Armstead. They've lost Marcus Williams. They've lost Trey Hendrickson. They've lost C.J. Gardner Johnson. I mean, they've lost a lot of good players because they haven't been able to afford it because of the way they manage their cap because they've essentially done an extreme form of what the Jets are doing this offseason, a more extreme form than what the Jets have done. How have they worked around it? Well, the biggest thing is that they've drafted well, and you always have the draft. It's just the Saints have needed to hit at a higher rate than other teams, and they've done it. And, of course, the 2017 draft class, I mean, that was one of the great draft classes of of the last 20 years in the NFL. They got Alvin Kamara, they got uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramsick, Williams, who, of course, they lost a few years later. They've drafted well. I mean, a few Michael Thomas isn't much of a player anymore, but there was a point where he was one of the best receivers in the NFL. So you always have the draft. You know, think back to last year. Think back to the offseason the Jets had. Frankly, if you look at what they did in free agency, it was not very good. Jets wasted a lot of money. In fact, I think part of what you're seeing this offseason, part of the cap crunch is just they really mismanaged the cap a year ago. You know, they did not get impact in free agency. They did not do very well. But the team got better. Why did it get better? Because they drafted impact. And it was through the draft. They got Garrett Wilson, you know, 1,100-yard receiver. They got Sauce Gardner, one of the few shutdown, and I mean shutdown corners in the NFL. They got uh, Brees Hall, who... 
before the injury looked like a, a star in the making. And they've also made other good picks. You know, Elijah Vera Tucker looks like a good pick. Michael Carter II looks like a good pick. If you go back to 2021, uh, there have been some, some really good draft picks. And that's kind of saved the Jets from their, you know, frankly, not very good cap management. Frankly, poor free agent work under Joe Douglas. So getting back to the question that Marco asked, are the Jets, you know, and Marco asked a number of questions, but one of them was, are the Jets really damaging their future by taking this approach? The answer is kind of in between. It's not necessarily a yes. Now, I think, again, there are some people who will say, well, the Jets, the Jets can work around this, therefore there's no problem here. In reality, the Jets, their Jets are going to have to have a smaller margin of error than other teams because they are putting themselves at a disadvantage for future seasons. Now, is it worth it? Well, again, it comes back to what happens this year. So I think ultimately the Jets have made a bet. They're betting on Aaron Rodgers. And if they can win the championship, obviously it's worth it. If they don't, then I think you'd have to question whether it was worth it. But going forward, they will be at a disadvantage. It doesn't mean it's insurmountable, though. So the truth, I think, lies somewhere between these two extremes. It's a question of whether it's whether it's the right move for the Jets, but it's not a, I don't know that it's necessarily a question of whether they're mortgaging their future, because whether they're right or they're wrong, they will have an opportunity to move forward, but there could be a cost if they're wrong. So I think when we need to, I think we need to stay away from the dramatics when we talk about something like this. I'm doing my best. I've done my best to avoid the phrase mortgaging the future. They, they will materially impact their, their chances in 2024, 2025. They will not necessarily doom their chances, though, by making this deal. And there's one other factor at play, and I think you have to focus on the young talent on this roster. And I think that gives the Jets a certain floor. As we continue on this Locked On Jets Tuesday episode, I'll elaborate on what that means, because I don't think the Jets are falling back to the bottom of the league, no matter how this Rodgers thing plays out. And I'll tell you why I had here on the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. I mean, today we're kind of playing our own version of Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and if you've ever thought you'd make a good GM, you've got to give this game a try, because it's not as easy as you think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build a historic dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you are responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating salaries and terms for players, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season. And it all takes place in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. And Locked On Jets listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON, all caps in the game store. Again, that's Locked On in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. And to download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Tuesday. We're talking about the move for Aaron Rodgers that we're expecting to happen at some point in the next few weeks and whether or not it's the right move for the Jets. Are they going to win a championship? It could be tough. You know, they're, they're, the Jets, according to the odds makers right now, are not at the top of the AFC, but they're in striking distance. So it's a question of how good your odds are if you're the fourth most likely team to win the Super Bowl, whether this move is worth it. But one thing I will say, and I'm going to go back to something I said in the last segment, about mortgaging your future. The Jets are not mortgaging their future. And why is that? Well, because they have a base of young talent. For the first time since that since that, that two-draft cycle when the Jets got the Ferguson, Nick Mangold, David Harris, and Darrell Rivas. 
And that was a core that helped the Jets get to the AFC Championship game in back-to-back seasons in 2009 and 2010. But after those years, it did something else for those teams. The Jets had a base of talent that prevented them from falling to the very bottom of the NFL. Now, of course, Revis left in 2013, but you still had Harris, you still had Mangold, you still had Ferguson. And there were some other guys who filled in there. And even when the Jets were not contenders after those early Rex Ryan years, they were still a competitive football team. A lot of that goes because they had that base of talent they could look to. They had Ferguson and Mangold preventing the offensive line from falling into shambles. They had Harris on the defense. They had, you know, at least for the first couple of years, Revis. And even though the Jets were not successful in those years, they at least were not an embarrassment. You know, they were not at the bottom of the league. They were not the 2-14 and 14 team of 2020. They had a 4-12 and 12 season in 2014. But outside of that, you know, if you look at, look at the Jets after those, after those AFC Championship game years, they went 8-8 eight and eight in 2011, which was not great, but... It was eight and eight. It wasn't four and twelve. Twenty twelve, they were six and ten. So they still won six games. You know, they still weren't at the bottom of the NFL. Twenty thirteen, a team that really was not expected to be very good, but they had again the base of talent helped them get to eight and eight. And yeah, the things fell off in twenty fourteen, but twenty fifteen they bounced right back. They went to ten and six, and that's when DeBrickshaw Ferguson retired. That's essentially the point. Mangold's career was over. You know, Harris was near the end of the line, and that was the point where the Jets really fell off. And it started in 2016, 5 and 11. You know, they had a bunch of five win seasons, four win seasons, you know, kind of a phantom seven win season in 2019 where they got a lot of favorable scheduling luck, but the team really wasn't very good. And then they bottomed out in 2020, 2 and 14. They, they win four games in 2021. They did not have a base of talent. And I think that you, you, I don't think you realize how much of a difference a handful of players can make. A handful of ma- players can. Make your team a lot better. It can improve your chances a ton. And you know, football's a, a team, a team sport. There are twenty-two players on your team who, play, who get significant playing time as starters. You know, eleven on offense, eleven on defense. Obviously, your quarterback's really important. But three or four players. If you have three or four blue chip players, they take your team out of that spot where you're like at the bottom five. Because the game, the, the game of football on the NFL level is won by impact players. You know, there's a lot of interchangeable players once you get below the star level. You know, a lot of guys who, some guys get big contracts, some guys don't have contracts that are that big, some guys have career years, some guys have years where they just play uncharacteristically poorly or get injured. There's a lot of randomness when we're talking about the level below stars. But the star level players, they give you an anchor. And, you know, the one thing I will say is that even if the Jets take this Rodgers contract on, it's a bad contract. I mean, look, the Packers are trying to get out of this contract because it's a bad contract. But even if they do, it's not going to cost them Sauce Gardner. It's not going to cost them Garrett Wilson. It's not going to cost them Brees Hall. You can prioritize your best players. You can always make room for a guy at the top. Now, it may cost you some guys and some middle-class players. You know, And one of my concerns going forward is that you may not have the money to get the next DJ Reed for a year or two if you're paying Rodgers you know, that $45 million against your cap or you're breaking it up and it's 22-5 one year, 22-5 another. That could be where the impact is. But it's not going to be at the top end. As long as these guys continue to develop, as long as these guys stay on the path they're at, the Jets' days of being at the very bottom of the NFL are over because, you've got, you, because you're going to get a game where Garrett Wilson just goes off for 150 yards and drags you to victory. That's going to happen a couple times a year. Sauce Gardner's going to shut down the other team's best player a couple times a year and drag you to victory. Now, you need more than, this, you need more than this, this three or four player base if you want to go to the Super Bowl, if you want to win a championship. But if you want to be at the, away from the bottom of the NFL, that could be enough. And I think that's something we don't appreciate. So... When I look at this again, it's not necessarily the Jets are mortgaging their future. It's that they're making moves that could impact them down the line when their star players like Brees and like Garrett and like Sauce 
are entering their prime. You know, there may not be room to get another player in here as these guys are entering their prime. And that's really the challenge I have with the deal while acknowledging the upside that, you know, if Aaron Rodgers continues to play, if Aaron Rodgers finds the fountain of youth and plays at his old form, that there's quite a, you know, the, the outcome could be quite good. So I think there's some balance here. I think there's some nuance. And I think that there's arguments on both sides. I would probably lean more to more on the side of, I don't know if this is necessarily the move I would make, but I think there's, there's clear upside. And I don't think that the doomsday scenario people are throwing out there is necessarily the most likely one. Anyway, I'd love to hear what you have to say, but that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source, please give the show a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, please a big thumbs up. These things help the channel out and help other Jets fans find the podcast. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with our weekly mailbag. Send in your questions.